broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA, uniting sports fans everywhere. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. People want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. When you're around somebody that has that joy and you can feel it and it's contagious. Um, Every day I ask, you know, what does God have in store for me and how does he want to utilize me in this position that I hold. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Today's show is the the best of 2018, and and really excited to share uh, some of our our favorite interviews from the year. And, And also, stick around at the end of the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, Uh, If you're new to the show, be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. And if you haven't signed up for our weekday email devotional, be sure to sign up for that. It goes out Monday through Friday. It's a quick encouragement and and challenge uh, for your day that takes a current sports story and relates it to the Bible, relates it to our own lives. And you can subscribe for free on unpackingit.com. What a wonderful time of year. We wish you a very Merry Christmas and, and a Happy New Year and, and hope that the, the whole holiday season is, is really uh, a lot of fun for you and hopefully you can take some time to just contemplate all the many blessings uh, that you've had in 2018. I know that we're so grateful here at Unpacking It uh, for, for the, the year that we've had with this radio show. And, and this radio show is a part of Unpacking It Ministries. And so if, if you're thinking of some, some year-end giving, uh, would, would love for you to consider Unpacking It Ministries. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, and so this radio show falls underneath that, and, and we depend on support from people like you. And so we greatly appreciate you checking out unpackingit.com slash donate. We're just getting going here on Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA. It's our best of show, so stick around. Some great interviews coming up next. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us here on Unpacking It. It's our best of show, and we're sharing some of our favorite interviews from 2018. And if you've missed any of our interviews from the year, catch up on all of our podcasts on unpackingit.com or anywhere podcasts are found. And we look forward to bringing you new, interesting, exciting, intriguing interviews in 2019. But right now, let's check out one of our best interviews from this past year. Our guest today played nine seasons in the NFL as a defensive end with the Cowboys and the Ravens. He was a first-round draft pick in 2005 after a great college career at LSU where he won a national championship. 
He is now a college football analyst for the SEC Network and ESPN, appearing on SEC Nation and Thinking Out Loud. He's a husband and a father of three. Marcus Spears joins us now on Unpacking It to talk football, faith, and life. Marcus, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you? Bryce, I'm doing well, man. How are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, excited to uh, have a great conversation with you today, man. Man, well, I'm, I'm fired up. And, and actually, we're both in Charlotte, even though we're, we're talking on the phone today. How'd you, <laughs> how'd you survive the, uh, the winter storm this week? Oh, man, we stayed in. I went out and had a, a snow day with my kids a couple of days ago. Uh, we went crazy in the backyard, tried to build a makeshift <laughs> snowman, but had no no idea how to get it going because we, we really, uh, Texas folks, yep. we don't experience snow much. So, uh, but just enjoyed it, man. Family time, obviously, after football season. That's really what it's all about um, for me. And uh, so just had, had a good time. Stayed in, eating. Me and my wife, we're on a keto diet now. Ooh. So. It's been um, being indoors has helped us because we had nothing to do but read and try to figure out how to best keep going with the uh, keto diet and um, just hanging out with the kids, man. That's it. That that's awesome. Well, so what is this diet all about? How, how'd you find that? So so basically, keto is uh, uh, Tim Tebow actually okay. has been doing a keto diet for a long time, and when we were together on Nation. You know, I've watched them over time, and uh, it, it's a high-fat diet, which is crazy, which huh. for for a fat dude like me, you would think <laughs> that you need to cut the fat in order to lose weight. But what, what happens is you go into what's called a state of ketosis, and basically your body transfers from using – you cut carbohydrates, you cut sugar, you go car- – you get your carbohydrates from vegetables as opposed to bread – uh, anything that's sugar. So basically what happens is when your body uh, switches over into ketosis, it starts to use fat to burn fuel for your body. So in turn, you start burning fat instead of burning the carbohydrates, the energy that we get from glucose and stuff like that. It's a, it's a real, um, it's been going on forever. Wow. I just discovered it and uh, started doing it. Um, Tim has been doing it for a while and, I hadn't. I didn't really talk to him about it. I started researching it a little bit. Uh, it, it's a great thing. You got to get through what you got to get through on mostly any diet. Being fatigued, you don't feel you know you little draft as your body is transitioning from having all of that sugar. But now we're to the energy part of it, and it's it's wonderful, man. Man, that's fascinating. Very very cool. Yeah, appreciate yeah. appreciate you sharing yeah. about that. that. That's neat. Mar- Marcus Spears is our guest right now on unpacking it. He's a college football analyst for the SEC Network and, and was an NFL defensive end for, for nine seasons. And, and so following your playing career in the NFL, you jumped into TV and, and you cover college football. So why did you decide to go the TV route? And, and specifically, why did you pick analyzing college instead of the NFL? You know, I, I think for me, it was a natural progression and by default. I probably had already been working on television before I retired from the Cowboys because I was one of those guys that, you know, I made a conscious effort to make sure that I was always available to the media. I made sure that I did stuff in the off season. I, I remember uh, in college, a guy by the name of 
Dr. Tommy Karam, who kind of is over the media, getting guys ready when there's going to be a lot of media coming at him. Mm. And he told me, he said, look, the television is your way of talking to your fans. Yeah. And that always stuck with me all throughout my career in Dallas. And then when I get to Dallas, our PR guy, media guy, Rich Dalrymple, was instrumental in making sure that um, I understood what was going on. It, it, it was just one of those things where I felt like it was a natural progression. I was always outspoken. I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to do something that I felt like I could make an impact. Yeah. And I didn't think, I didn't think the NFL that I could make the type of impact that I make on college, uh, because you have young men who are impressionable, and it's important for me not only in television. We get a lot of time hands on. I'm on these campuses. I get to go to practice. I get to uh, sit down and have talks with these guys. I thought that in that arena, I could give them some some game per se, some knowledge about just life, not just football, life. And you know, you deal with a lot of these athletes, especially in the Southeastern Conference, that's going to have an opportunity to go play in the NFL. So. I think it's important to get those guys before they get to that level and kind of figure out what their perspective are, share your stories with them and let them know the things that you went through, the fires to stay away from, um, some things to look out for when they go forward. But television for me is a way to make an impact and it affords you a lot of opportunities. It gets you in front of a lot of people. And uh, my goal when I, was a part of when I became a part of SEC Network and ESPN. What from a from a sports standpoint was to make people feel like that they were just sitting in the house talking to Marcus and we were breaking down football and having a great conversation. I didn't want to feel like the super buttoned up guy um, <laughs> that you had to you had to have a you have to have a book to figure out what I'm talking about or anything like that. I just always wanted to make sure I was of the people and. I wanted to discuss football and talk about sports and talk about life when that opportunity presented itself like a like the common man that I am, you know, so cool. uh, it, it's been it's been awesome, man. Oh, that's great to hear. And and I love watching you and, and Tim Tebow and the rest of the guys on, on SEC Nation. It really is just a a fun show, a very relaxed show. Thank so, you. Yeah. So I, I, I'm absolutely right there with you on that. But but why did you decide to to go the college football route versus covering the NFL? Yeah, I, I love college football more than NFL football. Okay, okay. It, it's my I enjoy watching uh, college. I enjoy um, I enjoy the whole atmosphere of college football. I was I actually got in trouble as a rookie with the Dallas Cowboys. Reporter asked me after my first game in the iconic Texas Stadium. Um, <laughs> He said, how was your experience? I said, well, it was awesome to put on an NFL uniform. I play for the Dallas Cowboys. That's amazing. But as far as the crowd, it felt a little small. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, you know, and, and Cowboy uh, Texas Stadium held like 70,000. I was used to Saturday nights in Death Valley with 103. That's right. Um, and, and that atmosphere. And I still, when I'm standing on the sideline, at a college football game, there's an emotion and a feeling that runs through my body that I never got standing on the sideline at an NFL game. Yeah. And obviously, the business aspect of it, um, I think, you know, college is kind of, it's, 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 it's transitioned a little bit into a business, but it still has those big, big portions of it 
that's just the last phase of honest lying down. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to be the best football element to it that I love. And uh, and then I, I, I love these kids, man. I, I really do. I, I, I empathize with them. I, I feel what they feel. I see how bad they want to make it to the next level and change their family's lives. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff is a culmination of why I love uh, the game. But the the excitement around a Saturday, especially in the Southeastern Conference, but all over the country, I think is unparalleled to anything that we have in this country uh, when it comes to sports. Man, no, it's a, it's a great perspective, especially from someone who, who played so long in the NFL and experienced that side of things. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but we've got plenty more of unpacking it. Best of 2018 coming up next right here on Sports Byline USA. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. You're listening to the best of 2018, some of our favorite interviews from the year. And be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. If you've enjoyed our show this year, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. That's Bryce at unpackingit.com. And right now, let's continue with more best of interviews from 2018. Marcus Spears, our guest right now on Unpacking It, played nine seasons in the NFL as a defensive end with the Cowboys and the Ravens, and and now is an analyst for the SEC Network and ESPN. And, and Marcus, I, I love talking football with you, but but also know that, that you love Jesus, and, and so we love uh, yes. just talking talking about faith here on, on Unpacking It as well. And, and so I'll just ask you, when and why did you decide to follow Jesus? A young age, man. Um, you know, I went to Mount Carmel Baptist Church in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana, and it was one of those old churches, one of those uh, maybe a hundred people can get in. The pews were packed. We had, um, it, it was just good old, good old Southern church. And uh, I felt like I've had a transition um, in my life when you, when I, when how I approach faith and how I think about it now, I think when you're young, especially in the African-American community, we go to church and we just do what church people do. Hmm. Right. And we, 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 we shout when everybody else shouts. And I'm talking about when you're young and we, we, uh, we, we get excited when the music is good and we don't, as we grow, we get baptized at a young age without fully knowing what it means to be uh, cleansed and renewed. And I think, uh, for me, as I grew and as as my um, my view expanded, as I met people who were Muslim, as I met people that were Catholic, as I met people that were Jewish, I, I just start to expand and start thinking about this. And um, from my experience growing up and I just, you know, when I got older, I said, you know, I just want to follow Jesus. I don't want to deal with all of these things that we're supposed to do mm. um, or, or all of these things that, that are, that are kind of traditional of 
what what going to church means and what religion means and what being a Christian, Catholic, Jew, Muslim means. I don't I don't want to follow those things. I just want to follow Jesus. And once I do that, when I as I got older, once I figured that out, it didn't matter where I was. It didn't matter uh, what influence was around me. And I'm gonna tell you, I grew up in South Baton Rouge. And when I, when I was drafted and got money, I was living. Mm. And, um, I was doing, I was balling out per se, like <laughs> everybody else does and, uh, not respecting, um, and, and not in a degrading way, but not respecting women when it comes to understanding what, like this action that I take, how would that make them feel? How would that change their lives? So my perspective changed. Um, when, when I started to follow Jesus and, and really know, um, I'm going to tell you what it did, Bryce. It's funny. It made me, it made me more, more empathetic to people. Yeah. Yeah. It made me not look at people and say, why, um, why are you like this? Now I look at now when somebody does something, um, I have a tendency to say, what about their life made them make that decision? Hmm. Um, and, and that's a different perspective as opposed to saying, why would you do that? You know, and I think, I think his grace and mercy on my life, man. Um, you know, those, those times where I've been in situations where it could have been bad or I could have lost my life or anything like that. And, and he had me in his hands. I think that's, that's really why, um, you know, to me now, my whole perspective is, uh, I'm gonna follow Jesus and, and every, everything else that 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 the world wants to um, put on us or everything else. These social statuses, these things that we're supposed to do because we're in this position, um, all of that kind of fell by the wayside. And my my wife became more important to me. My family, my children, yeah. making sure that I was taking care of the things that He blessed me with when it comes from my family structure and. You know, that is the most important thing to me now in life. And I follow Jesus because, you know, I, I, my, the old the old me would have said because it's the right thing to do and that's what everybody else did. Hmm. But I really follow Jesus because life is just so much easier when you know you have that source. Amen. Amen. Oh, I love it. Mark, yeah. Marcus Spears yeah, man. Uh, sharing with us today on Unpacking It. And and as you kind of look back, even even in recent years, what have been some of maybe the, the, the key moments or, or seasons of life that have challenged and, yeah. and grown your faith? Uh, I think for me, my first year um, in the NFL was, was a season that grew my faith in a major way. And it was because it was, it was difficult. Um, I, worked, I worked hard for four years in college to get a chance to be drafted. And I'm training in the offseason, and I tear my meniscus four days before the combine mm. and the combine was going to be my coming out party. You know, this big guy can run fast and jump high. And I was prepared and ready for all of the drills. And then that I, I was practicing one night on the uh, broad jump landed and my knee popped. Oh. And, uh, and I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, this is it. Like, this is causing, you know, I don't know much about the injury. So this is it. This is going to cause me to not be drafted in the first round. I may not ever be the same player I am because the one thing of the stigma for football players and anybody in sports is once a knee injury happens, 
especially back in 2005. Yeah. It's like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Now you get a knee, everybody, you know, they like, you're fine. You'll be back in six months from a torn ACL. Hmm. But at the time, man, I was, I was devastated. And my coach, my coach, um, at the time, Reggie Williams was very strong in his faith. He actually was an ordained minister. That's, that was my trainer. Oh, right. It's funny how God works. He got a sense of humor. <laughs> and, uh, when, when that happened, when that happened, um, I was, I hid it from him. I didn't tell him. I was like, I'm tired. He asked me why I was lipping. I said, I'm tired, man. I'm, you know, I, I want to go get some rest and, and just kind of chill out. Um, so, I ended up, you know, I was I was devastated, and I I, I asked the question that, that we all asked at some point, God, why? Like I, mm. I'm here, like this is the this is where this is all of the work has put me in this spot uh, to be successful. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not one of those guys that everybody, you know, when I asked God that question, I didn't hear it. It wasn't rolling thunder. Mm. I didn't hear him say anything to me, anything like that. I, you know, and I don't. You know, I'm not judging anybody, but I think sometimes people do that to embellish it. I didn't hear anything. Mm. And uh, I was left to my own thoughts after I said, God, why would you let this happen? Mm. And my own thoughts were, well, what did you do? Uh, why, why, you know, what, why would you continue to work this hard? You knew you were tired. Why you kept jump, doing the broad jump? Why you needed to see if you could get one more foot Um on the broad jump to try to increase your number. Like if you would have just stopped before that happened, you'll be fine right now. Your legs were too tired. These were the things that were going through my mind. Mm -hmm. And um, it's funny, the next morning, um, <laughs> my coach, we, we came in and I, I was still limping and my coach, Reggie Williams at the time, who I'm still very close with today, who was still training athletes. He said, I knew uh, something had happened to your knee last night. Mm. He said, I wanted to see if your pride and your ego would allow you to tell me that something happened to your knee. Ooh. And um, it, he, it, it hit me. And honestly, Bryce, through that moment, that was God responding to why God. That's cool. Because I needed to be humbled. Yep. I needed to know. I needed to let people know. Um, I needed to I needed to let people know it was OK to ask me if I was OK. Yep. And I still struggle with that um, up until this point. You know, my wife is like, babe, you got to let other people be there for you. That's right. Um, but I, I've always had that mentality of I, I need to work this out. I need to figure this out. I need to make sure everybody is good. And then I'll get to myself. And it was it was the point of humility for me. And that was God answered to me. So I, I believe that um, I believe that Jesus uh, speaks through the people in your life. I'm a firm believer in that. But my faith is, is transition, man. And there's been so many uh, situations and, and instances uh, throughout my career. But my rookie year, um, tearing my meniscus, not uh, being able to compete in the combine, being down and having surgery, and then coming throughout a pro day and still going 20th in the first round, um, of the NFL draft and being drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, uh, it, it it proved to me that God was so much bigger uh, than anything that I could fathom. And um, when when we think it's over, or when we think we we've, we've done something to take ourselves out of the game, uh, he he controls the game. Mm. Man, <laughs> man, what a, what a word! Yeah, man. 
Marcus Spears yeah, with us here on Unpacking It. And and I love just, you know, thinking about just how big God is and how he He uses people in our lives. And he speaks to yeah. us in, in different ways, in multiple ways. And we can't put him in a box or or just in our own yeah, in our own thinking, think that, oh, God's only going to do it this way. Um, but he'll, right. he'll he'll show right. us he'll show us what we need uh, if we're if we're looking and and, and willing to submit yeah. to him. So um, so that's a, yeah. that's a cool thing to hear. You're listening to the best of 2018. Some of our favorite interviews from the year. And be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. If you've enjoyed our show this year, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. That's Bryce at unpackingit.com. We're going to take a quick break, but we've got plenty more best of 2018 to share with you right here on Unpacking It. The place to hear athletes opening up about their true passions in life. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. As 2018 comes to a close, we at Unpacking It want to thank you for joining us each week on the Unpacking It radio show. The show is produced by Unpacking It Ministries, a ministry for sports fans. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, and this time of year, uh, we love the the year-end support from people like you that, that want to, to, to donate and, and support the ministry so that we can continue to bring this show to you each week. We love the opportunity to, to unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. And so we greatly appreciate the donations that, that come from people around the country. So if you would be willing and, and excited to, to donate to Unpacking It as the year comes to a close, just go to unpackingit.com slash donate. That's unpackingit.com slash donate. And thanks in advance for your support. Going beyond the field, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to the best of 2018 here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson, and what a year it has been. And so we're so thankful that, that this year we were able to join Sports Byline USA and, and really expand this show uh, across the country. And, and thanks to you, uh, one of our great listeners. We, we greatly appreciate you and, and all of our wonderful affiliates uh, around the country as well. And those that listen to the podcast. And, and if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can go to unpackingit.com or anywhere podcasts are found. We're going to continue with the best of interviews. And joining us right now is former NFL cornerback Troy Vincent. He was drafted by the Dolphins seventh overall out of Wisconsin in the 1992 NFL draft. He also played for the Eagles, Bills, and Redskins during his 15-year NFL career. He was a five-time Pro Bowler, an All-Pro, and both a Walter Payton and Bart Starr Man of the Year Award winner. He is currently the Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the NFL. Most importantly, he is a follower of Jesus, a husband, and a father of five. Troy, thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. How are you? Glory, glory, glory. What a wonderful introduction. <laughs> to God be the glory. I'm happy to be happy to be seeing another day. 
Happy to be talking to you. Your role as the the NFL uh, executive vice president of football operations. So, so what does that that mean? And and just in in reading about you and, and knowing that you've got this uh, deeply personal commitment to bring values, passion, and character to American football. So, so how does that uh, align with with what your responsibilities are day to day? So, uh, our mission in ops is to serve the the football community to ensure that. NFL football is the greatest competitive sport in the world. <laughs> and we it. just try to apply operational excellence. That's the great. And I, I go right back to biblical principles. Mm. Right back to biblical principles. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Show empathy, love, be fair, be kind, be a great listener. And, making, and just making sure that we're applying these things because there's a lot of stakeholders. There's the player. There's the coach, there's the fan, there's the owner, there's the so got to be great listeners. Mm. But that is from a day on a daily basis. That is our role is to serve. The term serve. We're all servants, mm. and it's to serve the football, the greater football community, to ensure that we have the greatest competitive sport in the world. Mm. That's good. So, so what have been some of the, uh, the the biggest things on on your plate recently, and and some of the even some of the the challenges that that you've experienced in your role? Well, we've talked. So, the communication we've just talked about a few of those. It's an adjustment when you say people are. How could you be in this position and now you want to change the game? Why do you? Who's coming up with these rules? Hmm. These rules. Some of these things are necessary. They're necessary adjustments. Why? Because on a daily basis, myself and staff, we think about the quality of life for the men who play the game. Mm. So if, you, if we inject a quality of life, there's some things that are just, how do we prevent players from unnecessary risk? We know the game's a risky game, mm-hmm. and we all acknowledge that, but there's some unnecessary risk. So you say some of the challenges – is communicating that mm. to those who grew up in my era, our era, about the way we played the game and how it was taught. Mm. And I would say, be the first to stand in line and say, I did things that were inappropriate on the field. I played with bad intentions. When my opponent wanted the same thing I wanted, mm. was to make a good living have fun, make sure I get all of my paragraph five and any bonuses that I, <laughs> that I was able to accomplish. All of those things, we want the same thing. Mm. But when you start seeing video that shows players are playing with, 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 with ill intent, the helmet being used as a weapon, that's not what parents, that's not what fans want. Mm. That's not what we want. So communicating that in the right manner, hey, slow down. Let's slow down so that we can speed up. Let's say less and do more. But that is the reason why we see the change. Is there necessary changes? Why? I think about the quality of life for the men who participate in the game. Man, that's cool. I love it. Troy Vincent, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He spent 15 years in the NFL uh, in the secondary, played for the, the Eagles and, and Bills and was drafted by the Dolphins. And, and now he's the executive vice president of football operations for the NFL. And, and, and Troy, we, we can hear your, your passion. And, and I know that, that you're also passionate about your faith in Jesus and, and you're passionate about your, your character and, and being a leader. And, and so in, in what ways maybe recently has your faith been tested 
and and what are some some things that maybe you're you're learning uh, about yourself or or just learning about God uh, in, in your own time that you spend with Him? Well, we're challenged every day. That's right. And we're we're challenged every day as uh, those who those who uh, walk in God's faith and. We're challenged, and I'm challenged every day. And I, so most say, you know, you wear your emotions. You know, there's the cliche of wearing your emotions on your sleeve. No, I wear my faith on my sleeves. Mm, that's good. So I wear who I stand for. That's my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's how I manage. That's how I. Um, that's how I, I. I. I walk through each and every day. It's about what would God require me to do in this situation. Mm. And am I serving Jesus Christ? Am I living an example that is worthy of Jesus Christ? So each day I'm tested. Mm. And it's it's one of those, as we say, what would Jesus do? I'd have to be, we are supposed to be, we are the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be living examples of Christ here on earth. Mm. So every day, again, in communicating and sharing and showing empathy and forgiveness um, being a great listener at the same time, there's a time where I have to make a decision and there's accountability that comes with that. Jesus holds us accountable mm. for our sins and transgressions, but also he gives us another opportunity through forgiveness. Mm. So, um, that's a daily walk. That's at one of my, I use the term non-negotiable, whether it's in this office at home or in the streets, my non-negotiable is my walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, that's really good. So uh, on a day-to-day basis as well, just w- what does it look like to, to, to grow, to, to continue to, to stay uh, connected to him and, and to be able to handle all the, the, the tests and challenges and trials that, that, that come regularly in our lives? Well, it, it begins with, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm, as we, you know, we, and I have to surround myself. It's important that my wife and I, that we surround ourselves with other believers mm. because of the constant, as we would say, challenges and issues on a daily basis. But that's what we were built for. One, diving in the word. Get up. That's, I begin with the word and I end my day with the word. That is my armor. So reading, obviously listening to music all the time. Um, and then throughout the day, when I have those opportunities to share with my brothers and sisters in Christ, that is my armor. Mm. That's my armor. When you come into my office, people say, man, it's so soothing. No, this is be grateful. And I have different things of little signs and magnets of being kind and faith, family and friends and believing in Jesus Christ. This is my workspace. So those are things on a daily basis, but I have to continue to feed myself. We have to feed ourselves with the word of God. That's our armor. That's our strength. That's our answer. That's our navigation system. Mm. It's the unfiltered word of God. Amen. Troy Vincent preaching a little bit for us today here on Unpacking It, former NFL cornerback and now the executive vice president of football operations uh, for the NFL. And, and man, I, I love your, your passion. And, and if, you, if you go to uh, TroyVincent.com, uh, it, it has your kind of mission statement that, that your purpose is to help others realize their passion and assist the next generation of advocates in finding their voice. So, so what does that mean? And, and how does your, your faith drive that mission? So a service, life's about service. So when 
God has granted me the opportunity to live a life at, I'm 48 today, mm. but I've seen, I've traveled the world. I have seen more than what, what, what people can even think about or imagine. God has granted me that opportunity. Mm. And as, as I approach each day, my journey, my trials and tribulations in life, our, our, our trials and tribulations in life, they're never for us. Mm. They're always for someone else. So as I mature through life, as, as the Lord wakes me up each morning with my five children, we want to live a life. We talk about a life of service each and every day. How do we serve others? Because we all, once we get to the gate, we all going to get asked the same question. Hmm. We all get asked the same question. What did you do for the least of them? Hmm. What did you do for the least of them? So just being intentional about service, identifying people that how do I take where I'm at and get the most out of it? Mm, because God doesn't make him. He didn't make a mistake when he created us. So how do I tap into my gifts to share with others? Wow. That's cool. So, so one of the ways that, that you do that is, is you're a national leader and advocate against domestic violence, sexual assault, child abuse, and, and, and really, you're, you're committed to this leadership over violence. And so what are some of those, those practical initiatives that, that you're working on right now or, or even some of the, the efforts that, that you're seeing have great impact in some of those areas? So teaching. Mm. So I would say teaching. I've been an advocate around domestic violence going on 25 years. Wow. So once I gave my life to Christ uh, at the age 16, uh, many know my story. I witnessed uh, violence with my mother all, all of my, my childhood and into my teens, my, that, that part of my life. And being able to go out and share with men about, and young men, about how we see women, how we value women, the importance of women, and just our role in society. What does your silence actually imply when we see these things happening and we don't do anything about it? Why are we as men, the majority, good men, the majority, why are we allowing the minority, mm. a small handful of men, paint a picture of who we are or what we're accepting? Mm. So just being able to go around the country to teach, align with both men and women about the importance of just education and intervention. Frankly, I look into the eyes of young ladies that have been assaulted, that have been beaten, and dis their spirits have been broken, asking God to transfer their pain to me. Pray for them. Mm. These are the ones who, these are the voices who don't have a voice. Mm. You know, these are the folks who can't fight for themselves. It's important that we do that. Wow, it's strong. TroyVincent.com, more information about what, what Troy is doing and some, some great initiatives that, that he's a part of and uh, just speaking truth to, to some of these, these major issues and uh, just a great message to hear from Troy today. Man, it's so great to, uh, to catch up with you and, and have you on the show today and appreciate uh, all that, that you do to, to represent Jesus and it, just as a role in the NFL and, and all that you're speaking out to. And uh, just, man, really appreciate your heart and passion. And so keep up the great work, and, and I hope that we can catch up again soon. No, thank you. Keep praying for me. I'm going to pray for you. All right. Absolutely, Troy. Well, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. There's Troy Vincent. So we've got one final segment here on Unpacking It. We call it Unpack This. It's a thought about sports, faith, and life. And so we're so glad you've been a part of today's best of show. 
And if you missed any part of it or want to catch up on any of our podcasts, go to unpackingit.com or anywhere else podcasts are found. We'll be back to wrap up the show with Unpack This. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Each week, we wrap up the show with a segment we call Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and related to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. As NFL teams head onto the field for their final game of the regular season, there are playoff berths on the line, wildcard matchups to be decided, and the final seedings to be sorted out. There are plenty of other teams, though, that have been eliminated from the playoffs, but they still have a purpose when they suit up and take the field. Some players and coaches are fighting to keep their jobs for next year or auditioning for another team, while others are playing for a better draft position, hitting bonuses in their contract, or wanting to gain momentum as they head into the offseason. As we look across the league, each team has a purpose and are playing for something. So in our own lives... There is a great advantage to knowing what we're here for and what purpose we have while living on this earth. Are we just living for a paycheck or for retirement or for accolades or even for survival? God has given us an enormous purpose for our lives. Because we are designed and called to know him and live for him, we must choose to pursue his ways and plans instead of our own. The more we concentrate on what we should be living for, the more likely we are to accomplish meaningful things. The Bible tells us, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Ultimately, we can significantly thrive in life when we make his name great and point others to him. Sometimes we struggle to know our specific calling or purpose during different seasons of life, But even as we seek him during those times of discovery, we can remain faithful in serving and honoring him. Today, as we follow Jesus and live for God's glory, we can find purpose and meaning in our lives because we're doing it all for him. So I hope you're willing to unpack that. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins, and he was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. 